Welcome to Lucy Lumen's podcast adventure. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. This year is going so quickly and I'm definitely doing some reflecting of where I'm at with projects and photography, as well as trying to decide what medium I want to put most of my energy into come next year. Let's get into today's episode though. Today's guest is the, or one of the, Digicam Queens. Ali from One Month Two Cameras joined me for a chat that literally could have lasted a lifetime. If you aren't aware of Ali and her incredible channel, you must check it out. Any camera lover, film or digital will be in heaven watching Ali wax poetic about the cameras she owns, loves and reconnects with in each episode. We cover how Ali got started in photography, which was quite an unusual and interesting story. We discuss how she transitioned from film to digital and the reasons behind that. A conversation I think you guys will resonate with and enjoy since so many of us love film, but maybe are struggling to either fund it or find time to do it, especially with family life and so many other things going on. Ali gives us a background on starting her channel and the engaged and positive community she has cultivated around it. And then of course, we talk all things Digicams. Ali shares some tips on buying, storing, and choosing Digicams, as well as answering listener questions from you guys. Honestly, this whole chat is pure gold, and Ali has such a great, refreshing attitude towards photography and is really paving the way for so many others to take on this approach of hashtag no bad cameras. Ali has harnessed the power of YouTube to spread a new, inspiring, authentic, and positive message that is certainly what we need more of on the internet, that's for sure. Safe to say, if Ali and I were closer, we would be having coffee dates and swapping cameras on the reg. I feel so lucky to have had the chance to speak to so many talented people on this podcast, and I'm really excited to share this chat with you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Ali. Thank you so much for giving up some time on your Sunday and coming on the podcast. How are you? I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm really um, excited to chat. Mm, me I feel too. like we've DM'd a lot and like haven't had a chance to really face to face. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've been really looking um, looking forward to this. We love your channel here in the Lumen household. So very excited <laughs> to have you on the podcast. Um, we'll get straight into it because um, we have a lot to talk about and we've both said how much we love to talk. So um, <laughs> <laughs> best to get into it. Um, I wanted to kind of get a little bit more of a background on you um, and how you kind of like got into photography and like what sort of place that has um, in your life. Ellie, if you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, like I feel like photography is this weird thing that I haven't actually been able to get away from. It's very genetic. Um, my, my father was a fashion photographer. My uncle, his brother was a portrait photographer. My grandfather was a war photographer. My husband is a portrait photographer. Yep. So I'm like pretty surrounded by it. Um, and actually like, I think I actively kind of didn't take an interest in it for a really long time, but you know, it's somehow just, it's just, ingrained in my DNA or something like that. Um, so yeah. So when I was, uh, well, so it's so funny because so my dad and my mom split when I was like one. And so I grew up really with my mom 
and my dad was, you know, very much a part of my life, but, um, it was more like I would fly to see him on my vacations and he was usually shooting somewhere. So I'd go see him there or like see him at his studio or whatever. So it was very like aware of photography, but I never really thought too much about it. It's kind of like if your dad is like a mechanic or something, you're around cars. It's, it's just, just this it background is is. texture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. But then um, one of the coolest things my dad ever did was he came to visit me. I was um, growing up in Iowa, so like Midwest, and he was in New York City. And he came to visit me for my 14th birthday and uh, our house, my mom and I's house was like this, uh, it looks like a very traditional house, but it's actually split into four apartments. So my bedroom, looking back on this, I'm like, this is crazy. It was like awesome. I had a full studio apartment as my bedroom with a full wow. kitchen and a bathroom and a walk-in closet, the whole nine. Oh my God. Um, so I had a lot of space and he came for my 14th birthday and converted my kitchen like painted it black put a fan in the in the window and put in the red light and built me a dark room for my 14th birthday which was like the freaking coolest thing ever like my dad's really handy and so that really was a fun project we worked on it together and so i had my enlarger and my darkroom trays and you know all that stuff and I, you know, everyone talks about the magic of, you know, seeing their first print, you know, start yep. to come through the developer. And mm-hmm. it was just that it was just pure alchemy. And I was just totally uh, thrilled and taken. And he left um, and I had, you know, a series rolls of films and some developer and all the all the stuff. But then yep. like when that ran out and I'm like 14 and I am in school and I don't have a job and like yep. my allowance is nothing. I was like, this is expensive. Like, I can't keep doing this. And then, of yep. course, I was also like 14 years old and like more interested in Stussy. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's better things to be spending your money on or, yeah, your priorities exactly. are different. Yeah. So it kind of just fell by the wayside. Um, but I still have those first prints that I made. And I just like that feeling of discovering photography for myself mm-hmm. at that age was really magical. So, it, it it lingered in some respects, but it really didn't become anything I revisited for like another I'm 10 plus years because I was 14. Yeah. And then in my mid 20s, <clears throat> at that point, I had moved to New York. Um, my dad was actually no longer there, but I had moved to New York and was kind of just finding my way in my career. And I started to write and produce and direct this TV series for PBS. And it was like an awesome, super fun opportunity, but it's like a PBS show, super underfunded, like very scrappy. And at that time I was just like, you know, my producer brain was like, I need to learn how to do everything on set so I can travel with like minimal crew. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I wanted to do was learn how to DP, uh, director of photography, like manage the camera. Yep. And so what I did was picked up like a Canon G9, which is like a point and shoot with manual control. Um, And I was like, I'm going to learn how to do it with still photography so that I can understand like the exposure triangle. And then I'll be able to convert that into like moving Moving, pictures at some point. But it just felt a little bit more accessible and manageable. Yep. 
And that's kind of how I got back into photography. I was like, this, this was like a travel show. So I was just like bringing the camera with me and I'd like talk to my DP at the time um, and just learned, you know, what I thought was going to be this path to moving pictures. But then I just like became obsessed with stills and just that's, it was like a complete downhill from there because then I went like, into the 5d mark one and then Mm -hmm. from there i went to like film and i started buying all the film cameras like this is 2008 now um and i just was obsessed like i was packing my darkroom bag and my clips and my squeegee and my patterson tanks with me when i'd go traveling on jobs and i'd develop at night in the bathroom of my hotel and then go to you know produce my shoots Yep. in the day mm-hmm. and instead of going to like client dinners i was like home doing my yeah <laughs> developing so like i went really like i said i go really, really deep day. when i yep. yeah i get very obsessed um but that's kind of like the thing that led me back to photography and then when when that happened it just became my own thing it was no longer like my dad's thing or like you know i mean yeah, this is well before of, i met my husband but yep. you know it was just it was I found myself in, in the medium, which was just so fun. Yeah. Oh, that's such a cool story. Like, um, you know, I mean, everyone's story has like elements of, you know, stuff that's interesting, but like a lot of film shooters, it's kind of like you found a, uh, you know, camera in your parents, like attic or, you know, like stuff like that, like, you know, yeah. Well, you buy a camera through story. Oh, it looks cool. And then you you shoot it and and you fall in love with it, which is, you know, it's still a great story, but yours with it, like, you know, having this like history in the family is, is really interesting. And then you kind of like having an early experience and then sort of rejecting it a little bit. And yeah, then like, totally. And then, you know, like trying so hard to kind of like, you know, or like being like, I don't want to do what they do kind of thing. And then, yeah, but then finding it um, like later on and putting your own like stamp on it. And like, yeah, maybe there is something like in the, the, the gene pool there or in the blood of, 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 you know, your family where it's just like something that you really gravitate towards. So super um super interesting did you quick question um because you said that you were looking into getting into like moving images and then you kind of like got stuck on the the still do are you a big like cinema fan like like, do you you love movies movies? okay all right I totally love movies yeah I mean it's like yeah it's so funny I'm like recording my um my review of like my current camera that I've been shooting which is Mm -hmm. this like monochrome converted Pentax K5 yep and the whole time I was shooting it I was like it's so funny and like the opening of this little video is ridiculous like I do not shy away from the ridiculous, but it's like, it just, it's a noir film. And it's just like Jean-Luc Godard and like all of these things. And like, and Roma, like was just one of the best movies I saw in the last five years, you know? And it's just like that, that visual palette is so So automatically cinematic, you know? Mm. So it's just, yeah, I love movies. Oh, awesome. I feel like that was a selfish question of me because like, yeah, anyone who's been like listening to the podcast will know like, yeah, I'm a big, big like movie fan. And that was kind of how, it's not how I got into photography really, but like now I realize that I took a lot of inspiration from a lot of movies that I saw. Like I see that in my like compositions or colors that I'm drawn to and stuff like that. Totally, so it's it's totally. interesting. Like as you get older, the things you uh, reflect on and notice. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm about to turn 30. So I feel like I'm doing a lot of that, like kind of, yeah. you know, like you sort of assess your life and you look back and I'm like trying to go to sleep at night and I'm like, Oh, like thinking, you know, wow. Like I didn't, 
like I didn't think I'd get here or how did like all this time just went by and yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time to to reflect on yourself. <laughs> that, I can tell you one thing as someone who is older than you, that won't change. That won't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't I, stop. It's awesome though. I love that. I yeah. love looking back and being like, mm. oh, well, that's what led to this thing. Yeah. And like, I, even right now, like this very point in my life, I'm like, all these things are culminating. Mm. And it's like all these influences and interests and all these things that I just never knew would have an outcome yes, are coming yeah, together. together. I love that. I love that so much. And yeah, like definitely, I think like I kind of think of my life and all my interests and all the things I've done, like it's like I'm collecting them yeah. like up and then I'm, yeah. I can put them together kind of like a puzzle or I don't know, something less cliche than a puzzle. But yeah, like, you know, it's a nice way of thinking about your life. And photography ties in really nicely with that because it's the same way you can go back through photos and you know, and then totally. you just, it just starts you thinking about so many things, you know, um, like yeah. look, looking through that. So, and then you, especially when you have kids and you photograph them and, and, you know, like now, like Ugh. looking back at, you know, time goes so quickly and you're like, oh, wow, look at them there. And, and like, that's something that's like relatable to everybody, whether you're a photography enthusiast or a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I know that is one of the things that I just love. I just love having what I did. So, I mean, on my personal Instagram, I've always been a bit of a, an over poster. An <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still am on one month, two cameras, but yeah. like on my personal feed, you know, I had a pretty small group of friends and family. And so I, I used it as like a family album essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I started doing this, like, you know, like auto printing all the books that just based off of my feed yeah. and they're not, they're not like high production books. They're just really like what I, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's like a service and you just, yeah, okay. it just yeah. happens in the background and it's so much fun. I have yeah. a literal stack of books of all these photos over the years from the time before they were like, basically from mm. 2000, when did Instagram start? I was like in the beta version of Instagram. So it's like way old now. I don't remember. Um, I, I've heard it. I've heard people say it a lot lately because they're talking about how it's changing and they say when Instagram yeah, yeah, came, yeah. I don't know, 2000 and I don't know. It like, was like 2010 or something 10, like I think, that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's just so fun to have all of those, you know, visual mm. records of, you know, history. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's very cool. It's cool to like print stuff, even if it's like we all make like zines and want to put together like work, you know, and then sort of make it available for people to purchase in like yeah. an artistic way. But it's also cool to just print, print it for you. Like when I was a kid, even like you go pick up your photos and they're in the little pouch and, you know, you go through them totally. and that's just like what you did. So yeah. Yeah. And you'd make like family albums and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to, or getting back to what we were talking about before um, you said how you were like, you know, developing, um, you know, even like in your like hotel room, you were obviously like a pretty hardcore film shooter. And we were saying before how, before we started recording, how like it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like you don't have to be a film shooter or a hundred percent. And you don't yeah. have to hate the other one. There's no, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's just only um, love here. Only yes, love here. Yes, exactly. And um, I mean, I, I pretty much like only shoot film, but it's not for any, um, like, Oh wait, know. no, I don't like you then. Never mind. <laughs> oh, we've got to end the, end the podcast. <laughs> um, it's not for any like disdain for like digital or anything like that. It's more, um, like those are the only skills that I have, I guess. So 
um, it's just, yeah. And it's like what I enjoy, but, um, yeah, I'm interested to know. And I know I've had a few questions from the audience. Um, somebody specifically, they said, how did you crawl out of the <laughs> film like rabbit hole, which I thought was funny because it is, once you get in there, it's hard to like, like the other, the other day I said to, to Lux, um, I'd watched, uh, I don't know if you watched the channel, uh, Faisal Westcott, he's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I really like his channel and he shoots a lot of digital and um, yeah, he just, he'd made this guide for the Fuji X100V and uh-huh. I was looking through it. I don't, we don't even have one of those. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I just like wanted to buy one. And I was like, maybe that'll be my ticket out of film, you know, <laughs> like I'll get that. And then it'll be, and I was like planning it in my head of how it would go. And then I'd, you know, have more, more money for other things and not be so tied to film and not be worried all the time that film was going to go. And oh my God. And, and then, and he was like, calm down. It's okay. Like we don't need one of those. Um, so <laughs> I mean, maybe one day, but, uh, but yeah. So how did you, how did you crawl out of the, the, the film? Well, I'll give you a very sure ticket out of film and it's called a second child. Um. <laughs> yeah. One's definitely pushing me further to uh, crawling out of it. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it was like a little bit of a back and forth. So, you know, I, like I said, I was like in this very much in the deep film rabbit hole. Um, and then when I had my first daughter, I actually got, ironically enough, the X100T, which was kind of the newer one at the time. Because I thought like, this will be great. I just need something small, portable that I can kind of document, you know, a little bit more casually some of those moments with my, you know, my child and all that. And so that was, that was a really um, great, and that's not true. I actually started, I think the thing that I started to shoot with digitally, um, back in the day and i was shooting it very much as a compliment to film was like the pentax k7 this is really dating myself here but um the pentax k7 i've always been very like non-traditional like i didn't want a canon i didn't want to mm-hmm. at the time was canon and nikon really yeah yep. um and pentax was kind of a little bit more of a, a rogue brand but like yeah. cool in my eyes yeah um, yeah and so I was shooting the K7 and I, I really enjoyed that camera. I totally, of course, bought another one recently um, yes, just to yep. bring back that love. Yep. <laughs> but I had that camera and that was actually the camera that I had when I met my husband. So that's like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And very shortly after I met my husband, um, the Sony a7 came out the very first one. Mm-hmm. And I was very, I've always been a little bit into, I mean, a lot into gear, but like that just as a, concept this mirrorless revolution mm-hmm. thing i was super fascinated by so yeah, i bought yeah. I, I actually ended up selling a lot of gear to buy that first okay. model yep. yep and i loved the idea of like adapting glass that i had and mm-hmm. all these sorts of things right so yep. i was like okay this is the future i want to try to get into this so i was pretty much shooting sony for a lot of years but i never really loved the color and like i had i definitely had my qualms with it mm-hmm. and then um i'm trying to think what happened after that then the x100t when my daughter was born and 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 you know i'm sure you're going through this because yours is like like your little is still little yeah and you do find that like there's less time for for everything um and i used to do my own developing as you know and like scanning and all of that sort of Mm. stuff so suddenly i was like i don't have time for a lot of that stuff but then when she got older and we moved to la so she's at this age we moved here when she was one and by the time she was like three i would say i was like okay i have a breath and i'm gonna start getting into film and actually my instagram feed um one month two cameras used to be called 
a return to film or something like that. I can't remember exactly okay. what it was called. Yeah. But if you go back in the feed, it's yeah. all film. Oh, so it was like my return to film. I'm, I'm assuming and... a lot of listeners are gonna scroll, they're gonna be madly scrolling <laughs> oh, back through the feed. <laughs> It'll take hours and days. Um, over poster. Over poster, um, yeah. But so it was all film and I I really started it as like my sort of leaving i had done like the canon rp R or whatever and the mm. like i'd gone through the whole chasing the dragon chasing on that, modern yeah. tech <laughs> and i was like exhausted and i just was yeah. like yeah, done keep I'm selling everything yep. and i just want film again because then i can also like because of my compulsive personality like when i get in the rabbit hole like it mm. takes all of my attention yeah, yeah and i don't yep. feel as present for other things in my life yeah so yep. i was like i need to put the cameras down and just like be with my kids focus on my work and like yes. you know just yep. get a little more present yeah um, i feel that yeah so i like definitely like put all of that aside and just started shooting film again. And I really enjoyed it. It was really, really fun, but I was still with one child and you know, she was sleeping and I had yep. time to scan and do all that stuff. I had like my pack on scanner and then a few things happened. My pack on scanner broke. I got pregnant with my second <laughs> and then when I started sending my film and I was like, I don't have time to, so yeah, when my, my second was born, I was like, I definitely don't have time to scan anymore. So I was getting the lab to scan and I wasn't super yep. happy with the scans. Yep. And then the lab like doubled their prices. And I was like, okay, it is yeah. time for me to find another way. Yeah. 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 Um, and I didn't know anything about like CCD sensors or any of that. Like that was completely, you know, unbeknownst to me mm -hmm. but what i did of course you know i think every photographer does this at some point you hit a rut or something you're like i need something different what's different like what's mm -hmm. gonna throw me into something uncomfortable yep. totally and i'd already done like all the chasing of new tech i'd now done film but i didn't have time for that so it's like medium format i gotta do medium format yep digital as you do yes um, yep. just jump straight into that yep <laughs> but I'm also like, I'm not going to go spending a ton of money on medium format. What's the cheapest way in? Yeah. And it really was, yeah. yeah, it can get really yeah. pricey. And I loved my old like Pentax 645N. Mm -hmm. And so I found on like a Pentax forum, this really good condition, really affordable Pentax 645D, which was like their original medium format camera. And I had yeah. lenses from the film camera. Uh -huh. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try this out. And that was a CCD sensor. Yeah. And so as I started to read about this camera and learn about like mm. Kodak color science and CCDs and like, I just started to go down this rabbit hole and yep. I just, yeah, clearly haven't come out. <laughs> so that's where it started. <laughs> you're in the, you're in the CCD hole now. You're yeah, in that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and we're all enjoying watching it so much. And I think your channel is inspiring other people to, you know, even if they don't, like we said, it doesn't have to be so one or the other, but like a hundred percent. Yeah. Especially right now, people are looking like, like people who are shooting film are looking for something to, take the edge off like you know the price of doing that yeah and this yeah. is a really great way of um like trying it out even if it's just uh, like for for us it's like the the camera that we take um when we go out you know to the park like with Luca 
or like it's in the car, you know, so then I'm not just because it's for me, it's like I just always shoot film. So then I'm just like shooting mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, you've just shot like two rolls and that's going to be like right. you know, this much to send away. Like, but it, did you need that to be kind of on film? You know, right, right, right. Yeah, like I say, that's how on, I. Yeah, like it could have been a hundred percent digital, and it and it wouldn't. It's not like adding anything to it. Like sometimes I think like certain things. I'm like, oh, if I'd love to go back and shoot that on film, or like that moment would, you know. Um, but yeah, I think like there's a, a place for, for for both or for one or whatever you want to do. You know, like make it work. But I think right now it's really having a boom because of the like yeah the the price hikes and and also like yeah. you say it's fun it's fun to um you know like like for me it's 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 something different and like you yeah really and different. i mean there's nothing for me like that's more exciting than because it's the experience i've had and i, I honestly continue to have every time i pick up a new old camera yeah it's like yep. you're like oh this thing is really good like you don't think of old tech being capable but it's like every camera i'm i'm shooting another one right now that's just like a point and shoot that i brought out to like this hike yesterday with me and i was just like dang this thing is fire like it's awesome it's so much fun and i just i think the joy i don't know why we just assume nothing old is good but like yeah outside of film like i think yeah. film cameras are obviously highly romanticized almost to the point of absurdity it's um, so true yes yep <laughs> but you know some of these old cameras you're like you just think 2006 2008 mm. there's no way that it's going to hold a candle and yes. maybe not if you're doing gallery prints or whatever but like you're posting it on instagram like yeah which you're is what cool. a lot of five megapixels it, is gonna be fine. just fine yeah i know and it's funny i've i've said this before i think on the um on the podcast but like a lot of people and again like i do this and it's fine sorry I'm, I'm not judging anyone but um like you know it's like you shoot film and and you know oh, i'm a film shooter and like that's your whole kind of personality and then you're like uploading them to like your squarespace website or you, your instagram and like you're like hashtag film photography hashtag 35 millimeter has like letting everyone know which I, I, like i do you know um and then like it's like kind of funny because it's like why are you shooting film just to do that? Cause like, you know, you, you, everyone goes on all oh, the resolution and all this stuff, but then you're not really taking advantage of it. Cause it's like, you know, it is just going on Instagram, which like is fine. But like you say, like these, these cameras are totally capable if that's what you're doing. And that is what so many of us like are, are, are doing like nowadays. So yeah, it's, it's really um, like, v- yeah, a lot more capable than I think we give them credit for. I think we think of that time being kind of tacky, like, the 2000s like really defines it um like when i think of it i think of uh, or like you know cds or things like that where things moved and and then they just became things that we're not like using anymore because things are moving right so everything is kind of disposable um but like it's great that you're going back and highlighting these things that are like you know these cameras that are like total gems I mean, I think that's really interesting, too, because I think that was how I associate it as well. And I've actually come around on this. So like the real OG, you know, like Digicam, her name is Sophie Lee and she's awesome. I actually just chatted with her yesterday because we were like, we like want to find some synergy together. Mm -hmm. But she's like very much more. I think it's really interesting because I think my perspective on these Digicams is coming from very much like maybe uh, it's perhaps old fashioned and like more of this film aesthetic applied to Mm -hmm. early digital, Mm -hmm. whereas she leans in very heavily to like more of the academic space of like, 
Y2K aesthetics yes. and like yep. really embracing the chromatic aberration and the real like sense of true out of camera JPEG mm-hmm. digicam photography, right? Yep, yep. Which is not at all what I do. You know, like I I I actively kind of combat that with, you know, mm-hmm. the way I process and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Um yep. but I think there's and I'm actually finding way more appreciation for that now because I feel like that's probably actually the future. Mm-hmm. But like I'm still romantically attached to my film. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think there's yeah. a really interesting like I think we'll start to see these these aesthetics kind of start to collapse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but so, I, that, yeah. it just sort of speaks to exactly where my associations were with these digicams as well. I was like, oh, that's like not really my vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's so interesting. I love to really like um I guess like psychoanalyze and like intellectualize like a a trend or not even a trend but just like mm-hmm. why people do something or why they're you know like why they're attracted to it and like what it what what's a, what it is about it that speaks to um like a, a group of people especially if it's like any kind of subculture like I've always found anything even if I'm not interested in it if people if there's a group of people that are obsessed with it I find that really yeah. interesting like totally find their interest in it interesting like if that makes yeah. sense um which is kind of like, kind of silly I don't know but um it I was watching some videos um I think we just typed in digicam into YouTube just to see what would come mm-hmm. up kind of thing and um there was a couple of videos from like a few girls and they were talking about this term indie sleaze. I don't know if, yep. you, if, if yep. you, yeah, okay. So I was like, oh, what, what is that? And I get really like, oh, I don't know about this. I want to know, I want to know about it. Like, I don't want to be out of the loop. And um, yeah, there was like a couple of videos of these girls um, talking about like this TikTok video. I think a t- like a, a TikToker like coined the term and they were talking mm-hmm. about all of these things. And I was like, that a class is like indie sleaze. And I was like, I remember all of these things. And I was really into all these things. So like, this is, <laughs> I was there. Like, that's my, you know, and um, like, you know, um, American Apparel ads. And, oh, yes. You know, like I remember totally. like, Vice Magazine and the American Apparel ad. And I had like the disco pants. And um, I think the only thing I didn't have was it. I don't think I had a digicam, but I had pretty much like every everything else. And I, you know, was always online looking at like Cobra Snake, um, like his whatever his name was, like the uh, you know, photography and like the flash. And I was like, oh, maybe that's yeah. why I love because I love like you know, point and shoot flash. Like on I've noticed, flash. I've yes, noticed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, I just love that look. And then like when we started using like older like digicams i was like oh that looks so cool i love that like that look and then the indie sleeves thing i was like maybe that's where that comes from because like that was my time and i that's the imagery that i was being presented with even though i wasn't particularly like aware of photography per se because i wasn't like mm-hmm. like i am now but yeah so it's, it's really interesting how like all of that is linking in with with that culture and then like the camcorder thing you know like the yeah. lo-fi kind of yeah, I just I'm find that fascinated by this yeah. stuff too. I think it's so because when you look at the origins of that, it's actually really like Terry Richardson with his contacts, which at the time was considered like again, like growing up in the fashion industry, yes. you know. I remember him. I, I mean, you know, I I knew him and like oh my god, the wow. idea <laughs> the idea of him showing up to set with a point and shoot camera yeah. for a high end editorial was absolutely revolutionary when he did it. Yep. Totally. You know, and so yep. like that was definitely like um 
it's something that I think then circles back again mm-hmm. with this like indie sleeves and like what we're seeing with the point shoots. And I, I think it's really interesting too, because it is seemingly like that vibe is coming very much alive on TikTok and really trending yeah. on TikTok. Yep. But those are even younger kids who have probably not been around for, so yeah. like somehow there's a, a, again, a societal memory that's built in for these young kids, mm. the way that we looked at film yes. in that nostalgic way, they're looking at like this, like Y2K aesthetic with the yeah. same romanticism, with, I think. With this, with this nostalgia and like they have this nostalgia for something that wasn't even that long ago. Whereas when we think of hundred percent, we think of nostalgia. We think of like you know when you go to like a classic car festival and you know and it's like oh like this is nostalgia. But now nostalgia can be like it's a a flip phone in a in a yeah. in a in like an episode of like the OC or something. And oh I'm my like, god, oh my god, I'm not gonna lie. I I was served a Samsung flip phone on like YouTube this morning, and I was like, bye. I didn't, but I really wanted to. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I feel like I could do that. I I had like a Motorola one, and like the the, the oh yeah, flipped it up, and it went all the way around. The Razor, yeah, Ooh. like it went like all the way around. I don't know that one. Yeah, no one had it, and I remember being like, oh, it was like my first like mobile phone, and phones were so much more like a statement then like now everyone just like has yeah an iphone and everyone has like the same you know more or less it looks the yeah, same whereas exactly. then it was like i've got this and you know i don't know yeah so just like i just find that stuff really really interesting and it's something i want to explore more um on youtube and kind of talk about but i think you have to really research it and and think about why and present like i want to be able to present it to people in a way like how we're talking now but more concise not me just like mm-hmm. rambling on about things i remember from that time i don't know oh, wait not, watch that not in my style basically <laughs> <laughs> well i think um like i was saying before i think it's really it's really good to like i i think you're so good because you can just like turn the camera on and just talk like i was saying to you before i had a bit of an issue with the first few videos because i would do that but I think I struggled because I wanted to talk about the camera, but then I wouldn't know all the specs. And then I would get worried that somebody would correct me because that had happened. And then I kind of was like, oh, why do I feel the need to even talk about that though? Because that it doesn't have to be about that. Like it can be about the photos. Right. So now I'm exactly. just like, if I know something about the camera and it's relevant to what I want to say, then I'll say it. But otherwise I'm not going to go through like this camera was made in this time. Cause for me, that's like, difficult to like retain that information or I worry I've got the number wrong or do you know what I mean? Like I freak out. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm very transparent about the fact that like I fully am reading off of a piece of paper for my spec segment because I'm like, this is not something I actually care about. Let's talk about the experience of shooting the camera. Exactly. Yeah. And you move on to that like so quickly and like you show the photos really quickly. Like sometimes in videos, I'm kind of like, okay, like I want to see the photos because like that's the Mm-hmm. Point. that's the point you know I mean mm-hmm. to some people they like the cameras and like you know that that's totally fine as well but um but yeah I wanted to move on we'll move on from indie sleeves otherwise we'll still be, we'll still be sitting here in like two hours and I'll have to title this like the indie sleeves adventure um but more on that and I'll link videos for people who aren't aware of what we're talking about like below so they can go down that rabbit hole um but talking about your YouTube channel um like it's amazing, Ali. Like you're doing such a good job on YouTube. And oh, thanks. I was saying to you before we started recording, like you're filling a gap and creating very like new like content around something that's not being kind of as documented. Like, you know, there's a lot of film stuff. There's a lot of, you know, high-end digital stuff. And you've just come in with all these videos and you've just gotten all these people obsessed with digicams. Like every day I see people posting, like blaming you for their 
recent like, <laughs> purchases and um you know it's just awesome to like have that much like positive influence on people and get them trying something um that's and championing something that's not a like Mamiya 7 that's really out of everyone's price range or mm-hmm. you know because we see a lot of that yeah. in, in the I don't know what the I'm not very good with digi- new digital cameras but you know like they're all quite expensive as well so it's really good to have that um middle ground that is kind of more democratizing and everybody can afford and everybody can kind of like, you know, ha- have, have fun with maybe. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's really cool. But did you kind of go into um, your YouTube channel, like knowing that you wanted to specifically cover these old new digicams? <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I was thinking about this cause I was like, how did I start this thing? Um, it really started as, well, I mean, it's pretty much in the title. It started as a project, one month, two cameras, right? So basically what happened was when I started going through this, um, you know, the Pentax 645D and then started adding cameras and it was like researching and reading about, you know, all these different things. And I was like, oh my God, I, I you know, you get this anxiety of like, I got to try this, I got to try this. And so before I knew it, I had like 10 cameras, which is hysterical to me now because that was giving me a lot of anxiety. I don't even want to talk about how many cameras I have now. But at the time I had like 10 cameras and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I, I hate not knowing like what to grab or what to shoot. Like you're Mm -hmm. looking at a drawer and you're like, I don't want to think about this. I just want to have the camera. Mm -hmm. And so I started it just simply as a like I'm going to shoot each camera for two weeks so that I can judge whether I want to keep it or sell it. And YouTube was really just almost like, it was almost like a journal, like a, a journal mm-hmm. summary yep. for me to go back and be like, okay, this camera, this camera, this camera. And it was going to be done in five months. Like it was like, I would have gone through all of my cameras in five months and I would, if all had gone to plan, have determined which camera I was going to keep. The channel would be over and bada bing, bada boom. Yep. But obviously <laughs> that is not how it went. And I'm so um, glad. And I think everyone seems really glad too. <laughs> we're very happy. If, you, if you're not, we're happy. <laughs> oh my God. I have. Yeah. So what ended up happening was obviously like, a lot of discussion, so many amazing, you know, bits of feedback and questions. And it's so interesting. The whole thing has been so organic, like to your point mm. about the pictures, like mm. my very first video on the Olympus E300 had not one picture. And I'm like, I look back and I'm like, whoop, I clearly wasn't doing it for anyone. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, not yeah, even yeah. thinking about how that would play. Would play, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I will have to redo that video, but... But I, I just really love doing this and like trying all these cameras. And so, of course, as I've gone further and further down the rabbit hole and now there's like a discord and people just nerding out together and we just, there's, I'm, I mean, I do really have to balance myself. I think you probably can relate where it's like, I do have to, this is not my job. This is definitely a hobby. And like, I have a pretty demanding job and I have my family life. So like, I try to just make time for this usually after my kids go to bed Mm -hmm. for like an hour or two, but not go too crazy, which is, you know, the only way that this was going to happen, right? Like I knew I could not have any production value or I would, need to invest time that I don't have. That you don't and have, I didn't want yeah. this to become too crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but it's just been so much fun that like, yeah, now I'm as far from two cameras as I could possibly be. Um, <laughs> I will definitely need to do a massive purge very yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's been just completely delightful. It's been such a, a I, I really did not realize that there was a, I mean, I think this, the timing is very serendipitous, right? Like I couldn't have predicted Kodak would raise their prices and that like film mm -hmm. cameras would become so unattainable in a lot of, you know, the very high end ones, yeah. even, even the really, I mean, I remember a time when I bought for a project and this is 2019. So not that long ago. Yep. I bought 10 for, for my work. Um, my boss, bless him, was like all down for me making suggestions for us to shoot our campaigns on film. Yeah, and awesome. we were doing this campaign around kids. And he was like, I was like, can we get the kids to shoot the campaign themselves and do it on film? That's awesome. And he's like, yeah, do it. So I bought like 10 Olympus styluses, like every type. Yep. for $20 each. And I mean, oh now gosh. they don't, you can't get them for less than 150 bucks. It's like yeah, crazy. I know. So yes. anyway, I couldn't have predicted any of that, right? Like that would all mm. change. And yep. um, so the timing was very serendipitous, but I really did not realize that there was such an interest and an appetite mm. to find something a little different. Cause I think, you know, as I mentioned, my husband's a, 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 a real photographer. Um, <laughs> And so he shoots a Nikon Z9 and it's just unbelievable. Mm. It's like a really great camera. Yeah. It does everything you could ever need a camera to do. And for me, that was like, I'm not a professional. So I want something that's challenging and fun. And like, yep. also the thing about Digicams that I think is great is it gives people permission to just kind of, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. It just allows people not to give a shit, you know, yeah. like yeah. it feels so disposable in many ways that like mm. you yep. can experiment. It kind of liberates you to like totally. just get out of this serious zone of photography, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so, I, I totally agree with that. And I think for, for people who shoot film, it's really nice because, yeah, it's a bit of a departure from the, um you know everyone's like film slows you down and you've got to like think yeah. and you've been really intentional and like all that stuff about film is really great but like i'm quite a like i'm a bit of an over shooter like i shoot a lot when i sh mm -hmm. when i when i go out and shoot you know like everyone's saying with like half frame like oh how do you get through 72 shots and i was like i just like whizzed through those because i was like yes i can just take photos of everything that i want to whereas normally i'm like oh oh no, I won't. Cause that kind of looks similar to like that other photo that I just took or do I need another tree, another uh, picture of a palm tree or, you know, so then it holds me back, which can be good. But then when I have like uh, any kind of like digital camera, like we were using the Fuji X20 um, yeah. yesterday and it was just like so nice. Cause I just like walked off and I just took like so many photos and it didn't matter if it, they weren't yeah. like the composition wasn't like really great. Cause it's like, you know, I'm going to get that scan back and then I'm going to be like, Oh, I wish that I was a little bit to the, you know, there's so much, pre <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's so much pressure. Like that was um, a dollar. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Oh damn it. Like, you know? Yeah. So the, like, like digicams are so great for, um, for that, like the stakes are lower and yet has that kind of like disposable type feel, or you couldn't try out like a new style or, you know, um, try something new with that and see how you feel about it. And then if you want to like take that over to film, you know, yeah, that, then you totally. can do that. Like it's, it's it, like it a has, Polaroid. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has so many pros. Like I really, um, and I, I mean, I, I'm sure that you agree. I did. I was, I was going to say to you, like, you know, like, why do you think like everybody should try um, like a digicam, whether they're like film shooters or digital shooters, but I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. kind of said like, you know, like the, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add, but yeah, like the stakes are lower and like it has that. Yeah. Like yeah it just gives you permission. I think it's just fun. And I, and I do think there's like, it's really interesting too, cause there, there's a lot of synergy between the experiences of film and these digicams because due to the fact that they are old, like I, I think the X20 is probably not this way. And I actually haven't shot that camera, but you know, a lot of the cameras I'm shooting, it's like, you take a picture, it takes 30 seconds to write to the card. Like it's very yeah. slow and yep. methodical. Mm-hmm. And like, yep. you definitely have to protect for your highlights. And like, so you have to be a bit more thoughtful. Yep. And so there's definitely a very similar experience in shooting it. But at the same time, you can also just like, put it in auto mode, pop on the flash and just have at it, just you know? It. So it's yeah. like, it can kind of go both ways. So mm, it's a really, yeah. to me, really satisfying as a shooting experience. And then the other thing, like similar to, you know, modern cameras being just absolutely brilliant at doing everything. It's also just like, feels, I, I, I this, I don't know how else to put it, but it just feels a little generic. Like, yeah both yes. the experience of shooting it, but then the files themselves. And it's funny because mm-hmm. I have a an X100V, which I keep as like my modern camera when I have important things to document, like, you know, a family birthday party or a graduation or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, need, yeah. I need one camera I can rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say like I would go all in on, you know, the christening of some baby with a an E1, but at the same time, (laughs) but at the same time, I do find that like, even, I mean, I, my daughter just turned three and I say that, but then for her birthday, I just shot my contacts TVSD and that's pretty much all I shot. Like, and it was slow and I totally missed moments, but I was like, but I'm having more fun. Fun. Yeah. And it, and it just was worth it. So it's just a funny thing because I have, so anyway, the the point of that was I have the X 100 B, but like it sits in the cupboard. I Mm -hmm. don't use it. Yeah. And I think it's because I, I think it's awesome that they have their film simulations and it's great. And I have nothing against it. I just don't find myself wanting to use it because it doesn't have as much of a challenge to it. And I, I, I'm a masochist, I guess. I just like things to be hard. <laughs> you want it to be really hard. So you really got to try. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I think like now I'm thinking about it. Like we, we have an XT4 that we bought to uh, film like video with yeah. Um, yeah. mostly. And that's mostly Honestly, it's like sitting, I'm not, we're not using it right now, but like it's sitting right there and it just stays in here and we film it, like use it to film yeah. with, but like we don't really use it to take photos with. And like sometimes like Lux is like, okay, I'm going to take it out. And like if it's a birthday or something like that, he'll he'll take it because like he wants, you know, to get like really good photos and something that's reliable. But then half the time he stands and it's it's fine. He's not an extremely social person, but half the time he stands there like looking at the back of it, you know, um, right, like, right, right. You know, like just plugging things in or trying a new film sim or looking at them, and and then he's yeah. completely like removed, and then he's looking at the photo like straight afterwards, and and then he's trying to show me, and I'm like I'm trying to interact with like the actual thing that's going on, and then some like I'll have a film camera and just take a couple of shots, and like you know maybe they're not like perfect and great, but like 
you know, I, I had the experience was better for me and I was more in the actual moment of what's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, and it, I, I'm totally the first to say like that, that is, I think cameras can very much be that crutch, just like a cigarette or an iPhone yes. or anything yes. like that. You know, oh like God, I yes. definitely use that. I mean, yeah, my family will tell you, I'm always the person at every party with a camera. Now I love to socialize, yep. but I, I don't know why, like I, I, it's work. It's like, mm-hmm. it can be really exhausting for me yeah. to socialize. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like yep. the camera's a bit of a crutch sometimes mm-hmm. in those scenarios, this is a total sidebar, <laughs> but you know, I do think that that's where like old cameras, old tech and film are great for just kind of like, you just can't work at that speed. You know, there's just yeah. not, your battery's not going to last very long. So you don't want to be like over draining it. Yep. Um, you know, all that stuff. It's good. It, it, it's, it's a healthy detachment, I think yes. from from technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. Um, so moving on, um, Ali, I wanted to like, while I have you here kind of maybe give listeners a little bit of, uh, like, like maybe some like tips on what to look for when you're buying, um, like digi cams, just because it's not really something I thought about until, um, the other week we bought, uh, like a Sony cyber shot and then, we didn't have a memory card for it and we were oh, like, yeah. oh, trying to find. And then I think Lux bought one, but then it was wrong. So then he bought another one. And then he was saying about batteries and he was like, oh, we should probably get re- like re- recharged yeah, the batteries lithium. because it's not yeah. very good to just be like burning through these batteries all the time. So I, th- I was like, oh, okay, there's like a few kind of like, I don't want to say issues, but like, the, yeah, there's a few things that come up with with these cameras where you know yeah like Like i said i'm a masochist yes like they make you work for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah they really make you work for it and then there's like all these cables and Mm -hmm. the charger or like you find like he you know lux is just perpetually on marketplace and ebay just all the time looking at cameras it's like actually friends it's so see i'm not i'm not like that but then i think i'm not (sighs) like it because i have somebody doing it for me all the time so like he is like my personal shopper. Like I know yeah. there's something out there. He's but you're it. you're. It's so funny because like you're uh, you're the creative in the family. He's like the producer. I'm the producer in my family. Like yes. I am the one yeah, like yeah. into the tech and the gear and the like. And my husband literally does this for a living. And he's like, I have one camera. Get over it. You know, like he's that's like so funny. you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you've got all these cameras and like you know. Yeah, it's, that's it's, it's so funny. Um, it's so but, telling. Yeah, so. There's definitely like a lot of hiccups with, you know, some of these older cameras. And it's funny. I had someone reach out to me too. Oh, sorry. I just totally banged the table. Um, I just had someone reach out to me as well and be like, oh, I bought this camera, but I didn't realize like I would need all these other things. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, tip number one is, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a handful of things like on a very practical level, like if you are shopping on a marketplace, Facebook marketplace or eBay or whatever, you definitely want to try to find something that comes with the memory card yep. and the battery, ideally. Now, old batteries will almost never retain their charge. So you're going to need to probably go look for a Wasabi copy or something like that. So you just yep. want to make sure that the batteries are still produced. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these older yeah. cameras, like they don't necessarily make those style batteries anymore. Most all of them are but like if you can find a camera that takes for example what you were saying like rechargeable double a's that's awesome because yeah yep. those are really easy to find find yeah um so there there are those kinds of like tips and i'm actually making a video on this i'm i'm 
two pages deep into the the video script, but like, okay. I mean, you know, as scripted as my show gets, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, notes on how to shop for something because okay. it's definitely yep. like yep. really like there, there is some stuff to consider. Definitely. Um, but the other thing that's kind of like not really, it seems really obvious, but like people just like with modern tech or film cameras, like people get hung up on what kind of camera they're getting. And it's like, my whole thing is, you know, hashtag no bad no cameras. Bad like cameras, just yeah. take whatever you can find, call your aunt, ask yeah. your parents, like check in with a neighbor. Yeah. Almost everyone has oh an God. old Digicam that they could care less about, you yes. know, that's how we, and got, then that will like probably most, have everything yeah. with it. Totally. Yeah. We've got most of ours like that. I put like, um, uh, little flyers in everybody's letterboxes asking them if they have any old film cameras and um yeah that's <laughs> um, amazing I put my number on the bottom um yeah and then people because some people call because there's a lot of old people uh, around uh -huh. where I live so I thought oh maybe you've got you know yeah really capitalizing on the the old people there and um yeah they they called and um this lady uh only only two people called no three people called and I did like buy a few film cameras but this lady called and um, she was like, I have like a box of cameras. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like gold mine. And it, they were all digicams. Uh, it was like a while ago. So I was a little bit like, oh, you know, like kind of had that like, oh, what am I going to do with this sort of attitude? Like, oh, this is totally like, yeah. um, and then we, we did try them and that's how we kind of got oh. into it. And then, and then we made that video because I was like, oh, maybe this is, you know, I mean, obviously people were already doing it. I was just like in the film rabbit hole and like, didn't know. Um, so yeah, like that's like such a great free thing to do is to ask people because people will definitely have them. Like for I sure. Know, and they're they're in, so, yeah. Like I see them in, uh, we call them op shops here, like charity shops, like all the time. Um, I, like I actually like highly recommend doing that. Cause I feel like one of the things and, and Sophie, so Sophie Lee, who's, you know, like the real OG kind of queen of Digicam. Okay, she has Digicam love. Oh, yeah, she has Digicam love. Out. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about this yesterday and she has like, I mean, her collection is literally insane. Like she's had every Digicam you can imagine. And her, yeah. the one she's shooting right now is the Kyocera. It's like the SR400 or something. I can't remember the model number, but it's the one that twists and that you're seeing everywhere on like TikTok. Uh, and yes, like, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's a $20 camera that's now going for like $300. It's just absolutely absurd. So like, I yeah. actually recommend people don't go on. I mean, there are certain cameras you can't get anywhere else other than yeah. eBay, but like yeah. Facebook marketplace is actually like, you're probably better off finding something mm -hmm. local and no one really knows that yeah. anyone cares. Yes. Um, yep. So yeah, okay. I mean like eBay is definitely a place I buy a lot of stuff, but it's a little bit of a last resort for me. Like I, I think people are kind of starting to charge crazy, crazy mm. prices for these cameras. Yeah, they are. I had a quick look the other day and I was like, oh, okay. Like it's a little bit more than, you know, like people are starting to respond to like the hype. Um, it's starting to happen for sure. Like yeah. I've already started. I mean, this is where I'm like, am I helping or hurting? Because I'll, <laughs> I'll cover a camera and then literally overnight it doubles in price. And you're like, wow, oh, shit. Like that's yeah, not that's what always, I meant. That's like the YouTuber dilemma. Like I've had a lot of people, uh, like a lot of people commented, I did a video on, I can't remember, it was like a Canon Rebel G or, or like Nikon like yeah, F60 yeah. or something like that. Cause I love those cameras and um, they're so capable and they're like, they're so cheap, like compared, you know, compared to yeah, other they're film great. cameras. And they're so good. Like I literally, like I will read, like that would be my 
you only have one camera, it'd be one of those. Like it's just, love I, it. I love, love those cameras, but yeah, like people are like, oh, thanks for that. Now, like these cameras are going to go up in price because you've got, which I'm like, I don't think so. Cause like everybody, like nobody wants the, no one wants like the film camera that looks like a digital camera. Cause like no one knows right. that you're, you know, like, like the people that are wanting to spend the You big can't money. broadcast your coolness. Yes, you you know? want people to know, which I used to, it put me off for a while with those cameras. Um, like my mom bought me an F80 and like a Nikon F80 and I, was really excited about it but i was like oh like it doesn't i was i was like 19 or something and i was like oh i want but i want everyone to know you know like yeah, i want to be like the course. cool party girl with the film camera so like <laughs> you know nobody will know but then now it's funny because now i'm nearly 30 and it's like the thing that i use like more than anything because i'm like i don't care anymore because whatever um <laughs> and it's so capable and like it's so good and it's so it for me it's like it works for me and it's really reliable so you're like oh um, actually this like cool later 90s autofocus is pretty nice to have yeah <laughs> yeah thanks mom yep <laughs> um but yeah so i think yeah like uh definitely sourcing them from neighbors or or like yeah aunties uncles and family members will probably have them so that's a great place to um to start for sure um and I look forward to your video of, you know, like, I don't want you to give away all your tips here. And I think like a video would be really good. I'm, I'm sure like the community would really appreciate like some tips from, from you. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Cause like, as I've been writing it, I'm like, oh my God, there really is a lot of stuff. And like, yeah. also there's, there's a lot of places to look like a lot of places that, you know, don't always, I mean, I'm even learning like, you know, as I've dug deeper into these discords and we talk about mm. where you're looking, like we're all like bouncing off of each other. That's the other actual great place to look is on a discord because you're with a similar group of people who are yep. not necessarily looking to profit from it, but just want to be able to share the love and like, totally. you're like, Oh, I have this, you have that let's trade or, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we look forward to the video. Um, I might move on to some listener questions cause there were quite a few and oh, I yeah. want to try and like get through as many, um, like as I can, um, for people speed round. Speed so round. yes. Um, I mean, that's hard sometimes, especially I think <laughs> this, this question particularly could open up a can of worms, but we'll see how we go. Um, so sh this question is from Sean Benham. Um, he brought up like, what is the film look? Um, like he was kind of saying like, you know, this can like differ for, for everybody. And oh, like, you know, God, we, I we, love this question. Yeah, we talk about like, you know, that like filmic look or film look. And like, especially with the, like, you know, CCD sensors or like, you know, you trying to like emulate that in a digital capacity. Um, but then everybody kind of has a little bit of a different idea of it. Like <sighs> I know mine isn't always in line with uh, what other people, like when I, met um Lux like he used to work in a film lab like back in the day like in the 90s and um so he knew his his idea of it was so different to mine and I sort of I'd never edited my photos when I met him because I didn't have a laptop and I, I had no idea how to use like Lightroom or anything like that I still mm -hmm. don't really like I sit with him while he does it and I'm like oh yeah I mm -hmm. can see what you're doing there but to me it's just I don't know it just doesn't interest me like overly but I didn't know that like I just thought you shoot film and that's just how it looks so like a lot of my shots were like underexposed or really grainy or, and it was a technical thing that I was doing wrong. But I thought that that was like the film look, like that's just how film looks, you know, when I was like a teenager yeah. or like light leaks and like all that kind of stuff. Like I thought that was it. And he's like, no, no. Like, cause he used to, you know, he, he's very particular and, you know, right. like, this is how, you know, you, you, you bring down the highlights or it's the way they've scanned it at the lab. So it's like, he explained it all. And I was like, oh, okay. Like now it makes so much sense. And now I'm like loving my photography so much more because of 
you know, like these things that I'm realizing or he'll, he'll change something, bring something down. And he's like, this is what you would do in like the dark room. And I'm like, okay, it mm-hmm. makes sense. I thought editing was like, Oh, you're like cheating, cheating. With your phone. Yeah. Which is really <laughs> stupid. And like now when people say that I get really annoyed, but it's just because I didn't know. So, so the film look to me was that, and now I don't really know. Cause it's like been, so yeah. But what, what, what would you, what would you say? Is yeah. Like, I, I really reality? think this is a brilliant, <laughs> this is where I get a little bit, uh, pointed. Mm, I don't yeah. th- like the film looks bullshit. Like, yeah, <laughs> there it's not totally bullshit, but you know, it's like there is no film look because yeah. literally you could scan a piece of film with a Naritsu, a Pacon, a Frontier, and then you mm. could do all this stuff to it. And it's like it drives me a little crazy too because people will be like, you know, and and I it to your point, like it's all in earnest, I think 90% of the time, but it's like, well, that doesn't look like film or whatever. And it's like, it's so subjective for starters. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, literally one of the things that drove me crazy about film when I was trying to just like not post-process and just like leave it with the lab is I wasn't getting the results I wanted because Mm -hmm. I wasn't coaching them to direct them how I wanted it to look. Mm -hmm. Yep. And a good photographer has that relationship with their lab or with Mm. their printer. I mean, you know, I mean, this is again, so 101, but like Ansel Adams was a master, worked with master printers and did a ton of manipulation in Mm. post, if you will, at the time. Um, And, you know, that's like what the one of the fathers of photography. So I think it's a really, really great question because I used to think, um, and I think it's a really good way of training your eyes. Like I'd pull up images that I liked and I do tend to like the images and I'm like, I look at it and it's, oh, it was shot on film. Okay. Mm. So I like a film look. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely that associative element. And I do think there is something to, you know, the way a sensor renders versus a piece of celluloid renders and the way they interpret colors with, you know, like the red, green, and blue layers on cell on film. And Mm -hmm. so there's definitely something there, but I do think it's very overblown and I think it can be sort of addressed in, you know, in post with digital cameras and all of that sort of stuff. It's Mm. very complex question, but in short, I would say, you know, it doesn't matter. Like what is the film mm-hmm. look? It doesn't matter is kind of my answer to that. I, by the yep. way, I love the question. Who is it? Sean, Sean, Sean asked that. Sean, Sean ben, ben, Benham. I think that's how you say it. Uh, hat tip, yeah. sir. Hat tip. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was but I do think it's kind of a, it's an, it's an existential question to me. Yes. Where it's yeah. just like, it doesn't matter. And like, whatever it is that gets you the thing that you like is all that does matter. Mm-hmm. And how you get there, whether it's like, Mm. again, it's like, for me, it's about the experience. So Mm. like, I like the way I shoot with certain cameras Mm -hmm. more than others. Yep. Um, There's definitely technical elements, of course, like highlight roll off with film is different than digital. But at this point, truly like digital is so far, far surpassed film in terms of flexibility. It's like not even comparable anymore. Yes. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, oh, well, that's clearly shot on digital because you couldn't get that dynamic range with film. With with Um, film, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's an interesting... That feels like a cop-out of an answer, but that's my answer. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. I think that's like all we really need to take away from that, despite how many things we could say um, about that 
like topic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's not something I thought about until yeah, I had that conversation with 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 Lux, and then I see things on Instagram, and you know, sometimes it I'm like it's shot on film, but it looks I'm like oh that could have just been shot on digital because it doesn't have any kind of quality to it. And then like vice versa, I'll see a lot of things. And it's funny because I, you'd think I would be gravitating towards film because I'm a film shooter and, you know, that's what I, that's what I love. But I'll see a lot of things and I show them to Lux and I ask him like, is like, oh, this, this is so great. This person's profile is so great. Oh, is it shot on film? And first of all, he says they'd be hashtagging if it was because nobody's spending that <laughs> amount of money and going to that amount of trouble and then not letting people know, which I'm like, yeah, that's so true. Um, but he's like, oh, no, like, I'm pretty sure that's like digital. And then, you know, sometimes I'll ask them or not that it matters, but I'm just like, you know, is this person like, you know, um, uh, like, sh- you know, shooting on film and, and, and I look and then a lot of the time I like stuff that's like digital and like they've probably, they have a, they've got a really good way of editing, like a really mm-hmm, style. Like the way they've, and I'm because mm-hmm. I don't understand anything about post processing at all. So I'm like always, but I'm intrigued, but I don't want to take the time to learn. Um, and I'll say to Lux, like, oh, and he's like, oh, they've probably just like done this or done that or, you know, and they've created this style. And I'm like, that's really cool. Kind of like, you know, when you choose a film stock. Right. And then, you, right. I, like, I really like Ektar and like, I like the colors that that gives off. So maybe if I was shooting digital, I would try and kind of achieve some kind of look like that. So, then like, totally, yeah, like totally. That. So, you know, yeah, maybe I would be. I mean, and it's processing. It's yeah. a really, in- I think what you're saying actually sort of then further maybe iterates on that question, which is, well, then what's the difference between CCD and CMOS? And I would say the same there. Like, it doesn't matter. What matters to me actually in that equation is the ease of use. So to your point, like when you're shooting film, you don't want to do a lot of post-processing or you don't feel comfortable post-processing. So it's easier because Mm -hmm. the film kind of has a look baked in. Yeah. Yep. For me, CCD is that too. I could replicate to some degree, like with CMOS sensors, the look that I'm getting out of CCD sensors. But what I like about CCD is I don't have to do very much at all. Yes. Yeah. And so it's just this this Mm. ease of use kind of. It's like a workflow thing almost or yeah, like a, yeah, yeah which is kind of like not creative at all it's like a um you know it's just just like oh i just don't have time or it becomes like right practical right choice. or it's just like like yeah it's a practical choice for me because literally me manipulating the photos uh or the colors out of a ccd is just mm. way easier for me yeah yeah it's interesting to like break down like why we choose to do things the way we do or you know yeah yeah like it's not always just as as, as surface as you think it is um, okay, great question, Sean. I feel like I, I need to maybe bring it up on like the analog hour with Matt and have like, see what he, oh, what he yeah, says. Oh, yeah, I would like, love to hear that. And um, have like more of a, a dedicated like section of, of talking about that for sure. Um, okay, um, I have a question from Lo-Fi CCD on Instagram. Um, they have said, with such a large camera collection, how do you decide which one you want to shoot with? Cause we all know you have, um, yeah, you have a very, you've said, yeah, um, you have a lot of, a lot of cameras and I can just imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is definitely a challenge. <laughs> so, I mean, that's part of the discipline of one month, two cameras is like, I try to, you know, mm-hmm. so right now what happens usually is like, I will force myself to shoot one camera. Oftentimes it's a camera that I'm not choosing. It's like, I draw it from a box or a yeah. hat or a okay, lens yeah. bag or whatever. Yep. And then I'm forced to shoot that for two weeks and then, um, review it. So that's kind of, that was the intent behind that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to think about what to shoot. Yep. Uh, 
what does happen is like I'll get towards the end of my two weeks and then it's like I give myself kind of a week to like formulate my thoughts and Mm -hmm. um, put the review together. Mm -hmm. And that's like my play window, if you will, where I just get to like pick up whatever's interesting me at that moment. And that's what I shoot. And what determines that is oftentimes just like, what am I doing? Do I have my kids? Do I have like yep. a bunch of gear to haul around? So it's, it's very practical. I'm Again, like a very practical yeah. shooter. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. And that's so true. Like, and especially like, yeah, if you have a family, like you've got to make it work around you. And I think that's how you can continue to have a hobby in those like early years of, of, of parenting. Totally. Like you just integrate it into what you're doing. Like I just, and I have to do that. Like I won't, I don't get a chance to shoot and you know, maybe we'll go out for dinner. That's kind of how the on-camera flash, like I have always liked that, but it just got like exacerbated with the, with the fact that like sometimes, you know, it, going out for dinner would be our only alone time. So I'm going to take a camera yeah. and then yeah. I'll just, you know, I'm not going to like get a tripod or, you know, shoot long, like on-camera flash done. Cause yeah. then I can just shoot like how it would during the day, but everything's, you know, got this cool flash look. So you just have to. I mean, like literally yesterday, that was exactly it. Like I knew we were going to go hiking on some like steep rocks and I'm going to be holding my three-year-old's hand. And I mm-hmm. wanted to bring my new like Epson RD1X, which yep. is this rangefinder camera. And I was like psyched to shoot that, but I'm like, Mm. Not a chance. Not I'm never going to be able to shoot it. Like I have to have my hands available. So it's like point yeah. and shoot it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good way of making decisions. Yeah, for sure. Um, great question though. Um, Digicam Diary has asked, what's the best slash your favorite pocketable camera? Oh, boy. I mean, that's probably really hard. <laughs> People are just coming at you with these really difficult questions. No, it's funny. Well, that question gets, you know, it's a great question. It's a totally reasonable question. It gets asked all the time and people are always asking me both in the videos and on Instagram and in Discord or whatever. It's like, what's your favorite camera? It's like, that's that's Sophie's choice. Like that's yes. asking me to choose my favorite child. Yes, totally. Like, yeah. I don't have a favorite. I have a lot of favorites. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I just love all of these cameras there's there's very few that i and that's part of my it's kind of a problem actually like i i need to find more cameras i don't like mm, um yeah because you like all of them and then i really like them yeah and then i don't want to part with them and then it's like a whole thing but um i will say maybe this is a bit of a uh like a reveal but like i I just picked up this camera and I, it'll be my next review, um, is the Pentax 750Z. It's like a little five megapixel point and shoot. It's, I, I don't think I can say it's my favorite camera cause I've just started shooting it. So it's mm-hmm. a little premature, but like yep. I took that out with me on the rocks with my girls and yeah. I came home and I was so happy with the pictures. I was like, I love this camera, but this is me like every two weeks with the yes. new camera. So yeah, it's yeah, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm like I said, I'm happy because the more like problems that you have, uh, the more videos we'll get, and the more you'll be like documenting and like you know sharing with us. Um, I have a question here written down, and I'm very sorry to the person I haven't written their name down, and I can't seem to find it somewhere. So maybe it came through like earlier, but it's how do you store your cables slash batteries, etc. You must have a lot, and I did see on your story you posted like like. Uh, yeah. We call them glad bags, like zip, Ziploc bags. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Ziploc yeah. bag. Uh, with all yeah, that's 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 basically how it is. So every camera has their own Ziploc bag. I have the charging brick or the cable and the mm-hmm. batteries, the extra batteries 
each yep. one gets its own bag and then I just have them all in a drawer. It's mm. very, uh, like very DIY, yes. not cute, but very, again, very practical. <laughs> it's very it practical. works. It works. It's really um, easy. It's affordable. It's like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. great. I do have dreams. I have like very big dreams. Like one day at some point I would like to create so I also have dreams of having a studio, mm. which does not currently exist in my home because like we are tightly squeezed with two kids and like working at home, two people working at home, yeah. all of that. So like yep. right now I don't really have a space for it, but eventually in my vision board of like my photographic institute that I run in Santa Fe, um, that is like a wall, like I do really legitimately want to have like a camera museum like i'm yeah. so in love with these cameras and yeah. i want people to be able to see them and shoot them and like yep. do that yeah so in my dream i have a built-in like wall with like yep. camera storage and then drawers where like very yeah. you know yep. very practical i'm swedish by name it's swedish background so you know <laughs> yeah, everything so is very you know very in its place kind of very yeah. ikea yeah yeah so okay. that'll happen yeah. at some point. <laughs> I think you'll, I think you'll definitely get there. I, I dream about things like that too. Like what I think about, you know, when, when we retire and then like what we'll have time to do and, and all the mm -hmm. things that, um, I feel like I probably, I've said it before, but I probably have more, I think I have more like pairs of sunglasses and more bags, like handbags, not handbags in like a Prada way, handbags, you know, like, you know, thrifting like, way, thrifting way. Yeah. 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 And all of which I can't use now. Cause like I, I just have a backpack on all the time because I'm like <laughs> yes, trying to stop my child from, yeah. And I've got wipes and everything. And I have all these cute little like beaded seventies handbags that I'd hold with oh. one hand before I had any children <laughs> and, and it would have one thing in it. And now I'm like, Oh, but I dream of, of having like, yeah, some kind of organization like display for my, for all of my sunglasses. Cause I have like so many pairs and then I can choose. And then for like my bags as well. Cause I feel like we, we have our cameras like on display pretty well at the moment um, yeah you so, do like it's it's you know it, uh, i'm fairly happy with that so yeah so that's that's my dream so i hope we i hope we get there one day and then i'll study yeah. youtube channel about my <laughs> your organizational my, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um okay i have uh a question we, we've sort of covered it a little bit but i think it's worth bringing up uh browse underscore market said, what does Ali think about the fact that she is some kind of founder of a new trend? And they've also said, I think, <laughs> which we, I thought we would bring it up because of, um, you were talking about like Sophie from like Digicam Love. Um, and then he's also said, or that they've also said, I think she is the digital Willem or the CCD Jason. Would oh she, shit. Would she agree? Which I thought was like really cute and funny, like the CCD Jason. I'm just gonna jump in and say I think that you're a lot uh a lot better than both of them. Not that I don't like their channels or anything, and I've interviewed Jason on here. I'm sure he won't be um too butthurt, but I yeah, enjoy watching yours just because it's it's like it's different, you know? Um like Willem, wow. okay. Willem and Jason are well both covering film and like, you know, so I, I yeah, yours is um it's it's new and exciting and i think it's offering <laughs> a lot of value so um so there you go <laughs> i'm speechless but thank you i i like religiously watch those channels so i yeah, can very so much I. like yeah. you know yeah. they're they're amazing creators um mm. and photographers but yeah i mean i definitely don't feel like a founder of a trend but 
I love that that's perceived that way. Um, mm. I mean, I, I do think like I'm a, I, I'm definitely an evangelist, you know, like I feel yep. very much um, mm-hmm. like very, very enthusiastic about yeah. the trend. And I yep. definitely think that it's relevant. I think maybe what I tapped into, which was kind of what we spoke about earlier, is like mm. I'm coming at it from a different angle. So I am coming at it from a film mm. perspective. Yep. Um, and not that like very sort of Y2K aesthetic perspective. So maybe that is new. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, like if I could be, uh, you know, the Jason or the Willem of CCD, fucking count me in. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think you, I, I certainly agree that you could. I think your channel is just going to like grow and grow and grow and like more and more people are going to be finding it and joining that that community and like just yeah getting so much value and entertainment and inspiration like out of it for for sure i think it's yeah definitely gonna grow i mean seeing people discover these that is one thing that like i i see it mostly on instagram and now i'm seeing it more in the discord because people are starting to come over there and like share their experiences and their cameras and all that yeah just like witnessing the experience of discovering this thing is truly like life affirming mm. it is so fun yeah and then like they then evangelize to their friends and like someone today just tagged me as like are you proud that we just evangelized this person into the like cult basically and it's like it, yeah absolutely like yep. it's great for sure yeah it's such a great um su- such a great feeling i love when someone messages me and says that they bought like an l35 af and then they normally have yeah. a question about it because it like sometimes they don't work that well and then I feel bad because they bought it and I'm I feel responsible. Um <laughs> oh there's your hot tip. Go for if you're on eBay, go with people who have a return policy because I return yes. a ton of cameras. Yeah. Like I had a a beautiful another camera that I brought with me on the hike yesterday, a Rico GX 100 which I was so excited to shoot. And yep. sure enough, I pulled it out, shot number one, I'm like major burn sensor like uh, yeah. it's such a bummer and so like such yeah but yeah they were like i just emailed back and i was like this is an eft camera sorry i'm sending it back i'm sending Done. it back yeah ebay pretty good too like they seem to always protect the they really do more yeah. so so you're kind of safe in that way and then like yeah maybe it's a little bit more expensive but you're paying for that um, yeah and like i always guarantee. know Uh, this is going to go in my video too is like always have a written record so ask the questions before you buy it like is the sensor clean Mm -hmm. and then you never i've never been rejected a return never yeah okay oh that's good good to know good tip yeah um okay i'll i'm just trying to find some other questions here um we had a question from digicam dan who i've spoken to um uh, love his work yeah yeah he's great i posted some of his photos the other day they were awesome um he said your desert island camera is a need in capitals to know and i know you've just said that <laughs> you can't pick one camera um but I don't it's know true do i will say if like i have to have one like uh, and so i use the, the term digicam very loosely like creative license here poetic license mm. um i consider a digicam a digital camera that's old. Yeah. So yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So my Digicam, my Desert Island Digicam would definitely be my Leica M8. I oh, love that camera. Yeah. So I much. really like one one of those. Um, 
I I've, I have a bit of a reputation for not really liking Leica, which it's nothing to do with the cameras. It's more like the, the the people around it sometimes. Like we were saying, you know, as soon as you do anything Leica, all these people come out of the woodwork who exactly. just, people just get so annoyed. And so, you know, and I just find it really boring. So I kind of was being a bit of a like troll, I guess, on a few things I've uh, been on. Like, oh, you know, I kind of don't like Laika, but it's it's a bit of a joke really and matt calls me lucy lumen like a loather um but it, i mean yeah it, it's it's i've never used like anything anything like um but that i when we watched that video of yours with that camera i was like oh my god i want this camera like well that's why i hate saying that because i was totally the same way i'm like very very non-elitist like yeah, i just, just did gets, not want to yeah. be associated mm. with that brand because yeah and and again no like i i it's it's just more the perception around it and also yeah. just like yep. i don't love that it's not accessible cuz it is expensive it's, and all that yep. stuff like i am all about Same. you know to your point the democratization and the accessibility of all this stuff totally, but totally yep but i do love it oh it's and so i, can't oh, deny I was it. like i i was like asking i was like lux like you look on like marketplace or like i want this camera and he was like oh no i i saw one i think he said he saw one and it was like a few grand or something like an hour away oh, from where geez. we were. Yeah. Like on marketplace. And he was like, no, um, like, yeah. And then he, he, and then he was looking, but I was like, okay, we'll, we'll leave it like maybe one day kind of thing. But like, honestly, the photos were just, I mean, your photography is amazing anyway, but like, yeah, that, that video and that camera and the way you were talking about that camera, it was just like you click with that camera. Like when, like how I feel about the L35 AF, like that's my, yeah. um, you know, like I just, I just love that camera and like I, everything that comes out of that camera is just whether that's because I feel good when I use it and it's like a, but it's just, it just works and I love it. So right. I really got yeah. that vibe from you with that camera and I was like, oh, it's I, a want, romance. I want that. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny how, you know, there are certain cameras that just, and it's like, then there is a camera that I think is so fun and so cute, like the Pentax Q7, which I reviewed. And like, there are these other channels that obviously came before me, like Matthias Burling, who does a lot of these great old camera reviews. And, you know, he loved that camera. And then I was like, but it didn't work for me. Yeah. Like, there's just yep. like, you, I, I say that with a lot of reluctance, because like, even though I love it, it doesn't mean it's going to work for anyone. And I don't mm. want anyone to go spend like a bunch of money on something that doesn't work for them. So yeah, I like I try to loan out a lot of my cameras to just like let people try them before they invest, because totally. I know it's a, a, it's a big commitment. Yeah, it's a good thing to do if you can like find someone who'll let you borrow. Like I borrowed Matt's like pen FT and then I bought one because I was like, this is amazing and I Isn't love it. Isn't that the greatest but, camera? I so love that good. camera. I like, I just loved using it. Like I can definitely see that being one of my favorites for sure. And like the- That one's going to continue to be like, I think that will continue to rise because like yeah. also you're just maximizing your film. Totally. You know, like yep. Yep, such a sure. great camera. Yeah, I think that's something that's also- like the, the, the digicam trend and then the half frame thing, which is obviously yeah. a direct result of like people trying to still do this whilst being able to afford it. So yeah, um, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, digicam Dan has also said best random find, especially if it was at a thrift store. Oh, that's a good question. Best random find. Um, I know people in the film world have like stories of finding a, you shake it so, for two dollars store and stuff like that, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, everyone's got like this this story. I can't say that that's ever happened. Um, and also, like the other thing that is 
accurate to my life and experiences like this all happened in COVID. So like, I really haven't been to any thrift stores and I know things are opening up now, but like, Mm. again, I've got two kids, so I don't get it out of the house very much. Um, me too. Beyond like birthdays and play dates and all that stuff. Yes. Yep. But I will say, oh, well, okay, definitely. Here's one. Um, I did get on, <laughs> on Goodwill, like shop.goodwill.com, which is yep. like our sort of, you know, That's our like your, online uh, thrifting source. Yes. Yep. Yep. I bid on an Olympus C5050, which is this really fantastic old point shoot slow AF if you're shooting it in TIFF mode, which I wouldn't recommend to shoot JPEGs. But I got that camera in an auction. Literally, I can't I can't believe anyone would ever look for that camera at the time that I was looking for it. So I literally got it for a dollar. Um, wow! And I mean, it's not an expensive camera even now, but like I still yeah. felt pretty good about a dollar. Yeah. Oh, a dollar <laughs> is like that's so good. Any anything for a dollar, like you know, and like especially if it's something yeah. you really love, and you're like, oh wow, that's yeah. That's yeah, awesome. and I took that on a trip with my husband, and it was just so much fun. It was just like it, it's just again it just gives you that that freedom to just kind of mess about and like do do ridiculous things and like not worry about it for sure yeah 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 definitely awesome um all right well i'm gonna move on to a quick little speed round that i put together um and because i I feel like we could literally keep talking forever uh i'm so million that we're not like closer i know i wish we were in the same place i wish we could go on like a photo walk and then do like a video and you know like that'd be so fun but maybe one day one day um, one day yeah when we're ready ready to travel um okay cool all right so uh la or new york because i know you used to live in new york and now you live in la so and i know that's kind of hard it's hard to answer that anyway for everyone because they're both very kind of iconic places Yeah, no, I mean, both much, much love. I would say, you know, at this stage in my life with two kids and, you know, all that LA. Yeah. I also, as a photographer, just always dreamed of moving to LA because back in New York, I was always like getting out of work and it was pitch black. And I was like, oh, come on. I mean, it just sucked. Um, So LA for the light and, Mm. and just also the natural environment. I didn't know this until I moved here, but I'm a hardcore Southwest person. Like I love the desert. I love the dry. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And I just love to, to capture that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I love LA. Um, I've been to LA and New York, but I like, I thought I would love New York and I absolutely loved LA. I would, I would go back there in a, in like a heartbeat. It's like my number one place. I love like I yeah, love that. the look of it and everything. Yeah, it's so so good. So so you will definitely see me at some at some point because I'll, I'll uh, my I'm door is open. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, color or black and white, which is another really Ooh, cool one for some. Such people. a good question. I I honestly it color one hundred percent, and that's why. And I say this in my video that's uh, that I'm working on right now. So the monochrome camera that is not mine i um was sent it by snappiness who's another youtuber oh yeah and yeah, he yeah. Yep. Uh, he sent it to me and when he asked me and i say this in the video too i was like when he asked me if i wanted to buy or uh, borrow his monochrome camera i was like um no but yes yes i should do this i should yes. do this i should get comfortable yep. with black and white yep and now i'm absolutely freaking convert like yeah it has been so much fun and now i'm like i honestly if i wasn't gonna continue this channel i think mm-hmm. i could be totally happy just 
getting that camera and being done. It simplifies everything. Mm. And it's just also like, obviously very graphic and so Mm -hmm. romantic. It is such a beautiful look. I know it gives everything like, you know, like portraits, like black and white. And it's like, everyone just looks so classic. And so it has this whole other layer to it. It's so timeless. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, wow, look at me. I look so like, I mean, cause I am always having my photo taken by luck and then you know and i'm like oh wow like you know it just looks yeah su- super like classic and um yeah i i really like it i'm a hardcore color shooter but um whenever i shoot black and white i'm like oh this is great and when i'm shooting yeah. it even though i get like color like fomo and then i see things and i'm like oh that'd be really good but then at the same time it's kind of good because um i can shoot architecture that isn't so great you know like maybe the color of it's not good or it's really modern and i wouldn't shoot it in mm-hmm. color because it would just look kind of meh but they shoot it in black and white and it looks really interesting because you're taking away that and you're looking at like the lines the shadows yeah it's definitely it very graphic more, yeah like abstract and and i really like that in photography and like composition and stuff like that's really important so yeah and it takes away the color side and i can just focus on composition so it's it has a it's free it's like yeah freeing and it's restriction i guess um yeah so, yeah I, I i enjoy it um a lot i just shot a roll of ilford fp4 i think it is i don't I haven't yeah i haven't shot that before um i'm not too good with keeping up on all the different ilford films i get a bit like confused but i haven't got the scans back yet but i'm looking forward to um like yeah i i like that film. it's so funny because i i I usually tend to like very punchy everything, right? Like yes. if you look at my pictures, they're usually pretty punchy color yep. or in black and white, I would gravitate towards like Tri-X 400 and push it a stop or two and get yep. real grainy and contrasty. Contra- I love contrasty. Yeah. Yep. And I've always loved that. Like, you know, my childhood, like Ellen von Arnworth was one of my favorite photographers, just yeah, like this yep. really like punch you in the face kind of aesthetic. Yeah. And that's one thing that I, had never sort of ventured beyond. And that that is with this monochrome camera, I went a completely different, much flatter, like more in that Roma, the film yes. Roma, like yeah, that direction. Yeah, really beautiful, yeah. And yeah. that's the other thing that I just really, I think if I were to just commit to black and white for a year, there are so many looks to the tonality that you can get and the grain yep. and all that. There's just like, it's a very rich world. I just haven't spent a lot of time there, yeah. but I definitely appreciate it. And I love it when I shoot it, but I, mm-hmm. if, if given like this or that I, I color all the way. Yeah, me too. But I agree with you in that. Yeah. It's a really interesting world to explore. And like, yeah, I, I love when people do, there's a girl, this sissy, sissy Lou, her channel. I think that's her name on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she has a video and it's like only shooting, um, co- uh, black and white for 30 days. And it's like, I love oh. when people do, do things like that, where they're, they're like, okay, I'm going to challenge myself to, yeah. um, to do that. So I've been thinking about doing that, but then I'm always apprehensive because I'm like, Oh, color, but yeah, definitely need to do try. it. Do yes. it. It's yeah. a good shake up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, do you prefer to read like a magazine or a, a book, like a, like a novel? I know you don't have a lot of time, oh, so it's kind of, you I know, know I mean, this I- is like the saddest thing ever. <laughs> I, you'll appreciate this because I have this one book and it's a, jo- it's a running joke in my family. It sits by my bed. I, the answer is a book. I love okay. reading books, Okay, yep. but I have literally had this book about ironically going to Australia oh, because wow. Australia is the one place I haven't been that I've long lusted to go after. So I'll probably come knock on your door before oh, you come knock oh, on mine. Our door is, is so open. We would love <laughs> to have you here. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. 
But so I've had this book on my bedside table. I take it on every trip. Yeah. And literally I get through one paragraph, maybe a month. Yeah. Like it's the saddest pace of I'm, all time. I'm exactly the same. And I have on my bedside table, like Lux has nothing on his. And then on mine, I have like a cook. I have a cookbook on the bottom. And then I have like this book called How to Start a Side Hustle that I was going to read. And I've read like bits of it. Then I have uh, Susan Sontag's On Photography, which is quite amazing. A, it's amazing. It's very dense. It's really, very really dense. dense. Like, you know, I have an 18 month old and I'm, this is the book I'm, oh, I'm, I'm deciding no. to read. And I've literally been... <laughs> reading it since like yeah christmas i got it for christmas and i've i I, and yeah i read like one page and then i'm either tired or like he wakes up or and i'm just like you have to have mental space for that book yeah 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 i mean it's a great book but my goodness like i read that in college and i don't think i could do it again (laughs) yeah i just don't have the capacity and i just want to watch like some trash tv show or yeah you know what i mean thing is like i I definitely like at the end of the day my vice and that's you know how this all started is youtube like Mm -hmm. i just sit on youtube i watch videos like same really relaxes me and like here's my weird rabbit hole too it's like asmr 19th century cooking shows oh my god like so niche so <laughs> relaxing <laughs> i know it's so funny what you can find on youtube and like it's everything is there it's, it's crazy. Just everything yeah there's there's a really great interview with um like the director um jim jarmish and he's talking about how <sighs> much he loves youtube and he's like it's the greatest thing ever. And he's like, you can watch. And then he says all the things he's watching and they're super weird. I can't remember them exactly now. Um, I can then, only imagine. Yeah. Like real weird, like outsider kind of just weird stuff. And then he's like, but then I can watch like, like an Iggy and the Stooges live concert and like go from this to this and just like pick whatever, which is so true. It's like, I it's love the best. YouTube. I, I used to be as a kid, like I remember the gift i'm such a nerd the gift i wanted from my mom was a subscription to encyclopedia because this was before the internet and like i would just sit with my encyclopedias and like want to know everything about the world yeah and that is youtube for me it is like the digital encyclopedia and i just love it like i could just look up everything and like and then you know the owl the owl or whatever they call it the algorithm um yeah yeah the the algorithm will like direct you down some other weird yeah. path. And you're like, literally this, this cooking channel is like, it's revolutionary times in America, living history, ASMR cooking channel, the most niche thing you yeah. can imagine. And it is so seductive. Like yeah. I will sit there and watch it and just like, it's like, I just melt. Yes. And I'm like, this is what I need at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Like we need more of that at this point in our lives less Susan Sontag on photography. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll just take that from my bedside and put it on the shelf um, after this conversation. But it um, looks good in a photograph. So it does. Yeah. It goes with my, the, my whole aesthetic. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, on brand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Olympus or Leica. Oh, geez, man. Actually, coming Lux, hard. This is actually Lux's question. He always comes up with like hard, hard. <sighs> That's really hard. Okay. So I will say, ah, uh, that's really hard. I haven't shot any like a point and shoots. So point and shoot. Nearby, yeah. Absolutely Olympus. I mean, you know, there is like the deluxe line, deluxe four, deluxe two, deluxe three. They are essentially the same as the Panasonic, but of course they're going to have their own color profile in the JPEG. Yeah. But if you're shooting yep. raw, it doesn't really make a difference. So I never went down that path. I had the mm-hmm. Panasonic cause it was cheaper. Yep. Um, 
So for point and shoot, 150% Olympus. They are my favorite point and shoots. They're just great color. Mm-hmm. Um, getting beyond point and shoots, like then we're talking about the M8 versus like the E1 basically. And there I have to go with the Leica, just be- yeah. not because of even the color, because the color is actually very, very similar, but because of you can just shoot these, you can get more clarity in the images from the Leica just because of the size of the sensor. It's just larger. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that, that M8 is like an APS-H size sensor. And then the E1 is a four third sensor. So it's just, and it has a crazy anti-aliasing filter on top of it, which the M8 doesn't. So it's just not as sharp. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I have to go with Leica on that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Um, I I'm loving Olympus. I've got my like OM10. Um, and oh, I just love their like, film the, the, cameras. The Wico like so lens good. is just so nice. Like, and I'm not a lens so person. Good. Um, but I've uh, this camera company selling cameras sent me. I have the 1.8 50 millimeter, and they sent me a yep. 1.4 to try. And normally that kind of stuff to me, I'd be like, oh. Pfft. But, you know, like what, what's the point or like, I like right. that one, so it doesn't matter. And, you know, it just for my style of photography as well, but I am interested because I like that lens so much. It is kind of getting me interested in lenses. So I am interested to see how the 1.4 will look in comparison um, to the one point. The other thing about those Olympus lenses, cause I use those on like my modern digital cameras as mm-hmm. well. And like, they are so badass because they're so small. Mm, yes. they're just like designed so like, well yep. they're tiny mm-hmm. i mean they're basically like leica lenses they're just compact yeah but they have such a stellar optical quality and they're just very dreamy as too as well yeah. just like the quality of them is very dreamy yeah they're so great i love like love them so much i'm like i'm becoming a lens like a lens enthusiast with th- through mm-hmm. these this is the gateway to that rabbit hole um staying in or going out if you can choose, oh, which I know your choice is kind of, it's so funny <laughs> because yeah, it is a little bit, but like, I love both. Like I am such a, I'm such a, a dichotomy because I absolutely love socializing. I love going out. I'm a very like, mm. um, like my, my friends back in New York used to have this nickname for me, which was tonight because I would always be like sending out emails like tonight, we got to do this. we got to do this. And then yeah, I would yeah. call like an hour beforehand, like, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm really tired. Like I'm going to stay. So I like, yeah, I go yeah. both ways. Like yeah. I love both going out and staying in. Yeah. Um, I would say at this stage of my life, because I am home by like just necessity yeah. going out like the minute any my my sister-in-law um she also loves to do ridiculous things so like we'll go do an escape room and she'll call me the night before and just do you want to do an escape room tomorrow you want to go to the theater i'm like yeah. done in like i'm always the first to sign up i love to do it but uh yeah most of my nights are in <laughs> and yeah yeah me, me too yeah and i think more and more i like to stay in um I, I, yeah i feel a little bit even like is it agor- agoraphobic? That's the, mm. um, like, where... That, isn't that, like, afraid of spiders? Oh, no, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> no, that's arachnophobia. <laughs> I always get them confused, and I'm always like, oh, yeah, but no. No, so, no, yeah. you got it right. You okay, got it all right. right. Um, you've un- uncovered something, though, that, like, we have in common <laughs> about, like, you know, I always get them mixed up. Um, yeah, like, I feel, like, since having a baby, I feel, because I'm home so much, so then when I go out, yeah. like like going to the park and stuff like that. But when I go out and do something that's not that, I feel kind of like, I don't know, just really odd. But I think yeah. you know, it's just because you're, you're so, you're with them all the time and everything you do is for them. And 
I'm sure that that will, um, that will get easier. It does. It does change. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that, that happens to me sometimes with like, you know, I I will say like, sometimes there'll be a birthday party or something. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not ready to like deal with humans. And like, also it's not like necessarily, I I actually feel really fortunate because a lot of the parents of my kids friends are really cool Mm, but it's also just like not necessarily my people so that feels like a little bit of an effort but like Mm -hmm. if it's my friends and like going out to you know we're gonna go see jagged little pill which is like such a 90s throwback a theater show that they're opening up here in la yeah yeah, and i'm couldn't be more excited to put on my nsv and like go watch that yeah awesome i was gonna ask you as well um my next question was like theater or movies like which one would you choose to go to theater theater i love the theater yeah just love it it's just nothing like that real like Mm. live uh energy yeah yeah for sure yeah um okay um podcast or listening to music like if you're gonna like put the headphones on podcast Yeah, podcast too. all the way. I love music, by the yeah. way. Like, I absolutely love music, but I am, it's that, um, I just like to hear stories and yeah. like yep. hear people, like biographies are like my book. Like I, I always seem to go for like nonfiction, everything, you mm. know, like nonfiction yeah, yep. books, Me too, podcasts. Yeah. Um, yep. And, you know, I definitely like I love music, but it's funny because my husband's really good at like, he'll be in his office listening to music and I always have like a podcast going. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I like, like if I'm doing something podcast, cause I also feel like it's more, cause I'm a bit of a, like, kind of, I always have to be achieving something. And I feel like if, yeah. I'm, yeah. if I'm like cleaning the bathroom and I listen to a podcast, like I'm cleaning and getting things done, but then I'm also like learning about this person or you know, like being inspired or, and that's two things at once. Cause I have to be multitasking all the time. Cause I have to be achieving something and being productive. And like, so it's Stop plays, being it plays, me. <laughs> like this is exactly how I am. Yeah. It plays into that for me. So yeah, I, I tend to, yeah. I, in the car, I'll put music on though. Like, yeah, no, like same. driving music, especially if I'm on my own, if I happen to be on my own in the car, which like happens so rarely, I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. And I'm just like turning it up. I am fully the person on the freeway, yes. like the 405 freeway, like screaming the song yes. out at the top of my lungs in my car when I'm alone. Like that is truly pleasurable. Yes. Yeah. I love that so much. I live for those moments. Yeah. And I just, sometimes i just want to keep on driving and like, you know, just. Oh, what? I've done an have- extra loop or two. <laughs> yeah for sure um okay and then i've i've got here i feel silly asking this and i think we but it was more to in case we hadn't covered it to to cover it and make a point of saying to you like film or digital because everybody goes on about it but i think we have yeah we've completely covered that both both and like you can have both and you don't have to live and let live yes exactly and i think that's just a good message for 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 everybody um for sure oh and also the question that i haven't been able to ask many guests lately because they've been more people who i don't know as well i know that like i've only just started talking to you but i feel a bit more kind of like you know, like I, like I do know you, um, Lux or Lucy. Cause I always get people to ask that. It's kind of mean, like, you between, like <laughs> well, you're my freaking clone. So it's going to have to be you. Yeah. I was, I was like, you will definitely pick me for sure. Um, <laughs> so I thought I'd just get that in there so I can add another point onto my, uh, yeah, my, my score. My, no, my, my I like the competitive card. nature of the question though. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's a bit of bit, bit of fun. Um, and a lot of people have bit, like chosen him because they're like, he's clearly doing all the work, so he needs the <laughs> he needs the credit, which is kind of true. So, um, yeah, but um, but that that's that's it. Those are those are my questions. Um, where can people find you, Ali, and like best connect with you? Um, oh boy, I mean. Definitely, you know, all the chans, like the YouTubes, Instagram yep. at one month, two cameras, and now more and more in the Discord. I am trying to spend more time in there. It's it's just another thing. Yeah, but it's like Discord the conversations are so cool. I am definitely more of a lurker there, but like I definitely check in and like look at there's yep. like one channel to your point, like just the always have to be productive thing. Yep. We have like a, a, like a sub channel in there called inspiration and where people like put all the videos on YouTube that they're watching. And like, that awesome. is just like my heaven. It's yeah. so great. Yes. I love it. Cause like at night I'm like, what am I going to watch tonight? Oh, someone's posted this really cool thing about, yep. you know, Herzog yep. or something, you know, yeah. like it's like a some second- rogue second homepage on YouTube. Yeah. Like a, like but it's out, much like better a, like recommendation, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. From like real people, people that, from yeah. the algorithm, whatever the algorithm is. Totally. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'll have to jump in the discord group, but then I probably would be like, yeah, just occasionally like lurking in there. Yeah, I was going to say them, like, I find them really two hard. seconds. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I find it really hard to keep up with like, um, I think I'm probably going to have to start crossing something off my list. Yeah, uh, I think because I'm with you. Yeah, it's too much. Like something has to go. So I have to do a little. I love making like pro, pro and con like lists and stuff like that. So don't open a camera store. That's what I can say. <laughs> I was like, what was I thinking? So I am going to do like a giant purge. And then I think I have to shut that down because it's so much work. Like yeah. I'm spending hours at UPS. I also have to just find a better methodology. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. I love the idea of like getting these cameras out. But then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't have time for this. Yeah, so I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. all for like prioritizing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for um coming on, Ali. I'm like, yeah, I could clearly just keep talking to you forever. And I really hope that you come to Australia one day. That'd be really cool. Um Oh my gosh, one hundred. Make it over here and um we can all like yeah shoot together and that'd be like I so love it fun. yeah okay, and our, right. our kiddos can uh go like bring their little digicams around yes yeah that's <laughs> another good point with digicams they're good for kids too I've, I've a lot so of people great. have messaged me saying oh I give you know mine to my seven-year-old and she loves it and yeah I'm like that's, that's so truthfully where it started like my little one I just wanted to get her a cheap camera and it was like this really yeah. now I really think it's a cool camera but like mm. yeah I was like damn this thing is good yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's another another great another win for Digicams. <laughs> love love the Digicams. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Lucy. You this was so fun. Thanks for listening, everyone. How awesome is Ali? Go over and give her a DM and join the Discord group via the link in her bio if you want to. If you loved this episode, let me know. As sometimes the feedback on podcasts is kind of a little bit quiet compared to. YouTube and I'm used to getting, you know, lots of engagement on YouTube. So definitely send me a message if you're loving it or, you know, if you have any feedback or suggestions. If you love what I do and the content that I'm producing, then you can consider buying me a coffee. My page is linked below 
Or alternatively, you can join me on Patreon for $3 a month. You'll get access to the podcast episodes two days early, plus the occasional vlog update, early access to photos, news, and also discounts on my print shop and upcoming zine, hopefully soon. Have an awesome day and I'll see you in the next episode. 